Hi, <laughs> I'm Rich McDaniel, and uh, I'll be delivering the message this morning. And I just was uh, sort of taking in this day's activities and what we were going through. And I thought, how providential, because the message this morning is from John chapter 14. And if you were to put that into just a phrase, what is, what is being said in that chapter? It's basically Christ's legacy. It's legacy. And this word legacy is what we do in our generation to pass what we have to the ones that we love most. So I was thinking about that, and uh, you know, Joe said, uh, Rich, he says, I want you to speak on John 14. Well, John 14 is one of the most deep, complex chapters in the whole scripture. It's on the Trinity and all that kind of stuff. And he says, I know, by the way, we're going to have brunch. And uh, I was like, well, okay, we're going to have brunch. And he says, keep it short, and then we're going to have uh, baptism, and keep it short, and keep it simple, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> And it's 31 verses in this, in this chapter, and man, and it's so powerful. It's not just long, it's powerful stuff. And so uh, all I'm going to do is kind of a really high flyby. And so I, the, the context of this is I, I, I think about things. Um, I'm in this group called the Sages, a bunch of old guys. Our commitment, our mission together is to end well. <laughs> so, I mean, and actually, you know... Um, Many of our group are already passing out of this world and going into the next. We're coming to the end of time. It's kind of the exit ramp, if you know what I mean. Um, and so, but that's not bad news. So as we think about this thing, what is it about aging that connects to legacy? So I'll tell you this, uh, this little story. Um, Gretchen and I were babysitting uh, last uh, couple days ago, Friday, and, and uh, Joe and Amy and... Uh, and uh, Robin and Jason had gone to a concert, and uh, we were sort of taking care of the kids. Well, what we do as grandparents um, is that uh, we play with the kids, right? So we're playing um, something called sardines. You guys know what sardines is? You know what hide-and-seek is? Well, hide-and-seek is when somebody finds you, they sort of holler, and then everybody, the game's over, right? That, That round is over. But with sardines, when the first person that finds you has to come into your cubby hole and stand with you. And then the next person has to, the rest of them still have to find you. And the next one, and you sort of, you sort of huddle in like sardines. So I was out and, and Caleb was looking for us. And uh, it was me and Abigail and Caitlin and Ray. And so I, I ran upstairs and I got into the, into the bathtub and I pulled the shower curtain and I'm standing behind there in the shower curtain. And then, and you know, Abigail finds me and she comes in and sits and then Ray uh, finds us and Caitlin finds, and there we are, we're all huddled in there and Caleb is just rushing through the house. He's trying to find us, right? And, and eventually he did. But I had a moment in that time. I mean, I, there, you know, here we are, they're just so joyful they're just so exuberant, and their eyes are dancing, and they're smiling. And um, I just had this moment. Um, uh, I guess you couldn't call it anything, but, you know, this is what real love is. This, this you know, uh, love, greater love has no one than this, that one would lay down their life uh, for a friend. My goodness, love is this notion that um, laying down your life isn't just giving it, it's living it, Right? So laying down your life is living your life. Legacy is about living your life for these little guys because you're going to go away. You know, I'm uh, 73, and actuarially, um, I have 700 weeks left. 
right? So, if, so in Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, uh, uh, the scripture says, Lord, teach me to, you guys remember? Teach me to number my days that I might have a heart of wisdom. And wisdom is seeing the universe through God's eyes. It's, it's seeing what really matters, seeing the world as it really is. And the world as it really is, is a world that God created and he created us. So it's this, this second piece of, old, of growing older is this notion of wisdom because you realize that you don't have much time left. Now, that's not a morbid observation. I'm not worried about it. Uh, you don't have much time left. And the value of time and the value of love brought together into wisdom and brought into the context of legacy, what shall I leave behind? How do I hand the baton to the next generation? What will they do? And believe it or not, Jesus is experiencing that exact thing in in John chapter 4. That's why it's such a powerful chapter, John chapter 14, because he within just a few hours, he's going to be hanging on a cross. The time is up, and he's spending this whole this whole exchange, John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, the whole thing is he's giving them his commencement address. He's handing them off, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, and you know what? He's leaving, and they're grieving. He's leaving, and they're grieving. And that's the context of John 14. Now, having done such a long introduction, (laughs) and knowing I don't have much time, I'm going to cover a lot of scripture in the next couple of minutes, and I'm going to do it in three different phases. And let me, when you're going to say something in public, it's, it's, uh, you're supposed to say what you're going to say and then say it and say what you said. Uh, so uh, here's what I'm going to say. And so that in case I don't get it right, <laughs> uh, here's what I'm going to say. It's basically, it starts off in these first seven verses. It starts off by saying, it's probably one of the most famous verses in all of Scripture. John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way. Go ahead the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's saying that he's the way. And then he goes on and he says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And then he says, and this is the legacy, guys. Then he says, the Father, Son, through the Spirit are saying to you, join us. Come in. I will live in you. You can live in me. We can be one. We can be brought into the Trinity of Father, Son, and Spirit, for the, not in the by and by when you die, but here and now while you live. We can experience the presence of a risen Jesus Christ in this life. Brother, it doesn't get any better than that. And if you don't get that, you can go to church all your life, and you can miss that very thing. That is the gospel in the gospel. That is the good news of the kingdom. That is what Jesus taught. All right, so let's go into this next piece. And uh, I've got myself on a timer. Uh, so if you hear it go off, that means I'm ne- I need to hit the exit ramp because <laughs> I get carried away. Uh, so, all right, so this is the, this is the passage. It's, uh, Jesus, and we sang that song this morning that Dan uh, put together for us. He says, uh, he says, don't let your hearts uh, be troubled. Believe in God, but believe also in me. Jesus said, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. Uh, if that were not so, I would have told you, and I'm going there now to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back 
to take you to be with me so that you can be where I am. He says, and this is really provocative. I mean, talk about a, a kick in the butt. This is, he says, you know the place where I'm going, but they didn't know that they knew. So, so then, so then um, uh, Thomas kicks in and he says, but Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am. I am the way. I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know the Father as well. And they did know him, so he goes on to say, and from now on, you do know the Father, and you have seen him, right? So that's the first seven verses, and this is where Jesus is saying this. He's saying, I am the way to God. I am the way to not just to heaven, because heaven is nothing more than the powerful, proximate presence of God that we live in. His there used to be a song, um, what was it? Uh, Stuart Hamlin. Uh, uh, I have a mansion just over, the, you old people would remember this. Uh, I have a mansion just over the hilltop. Anybody know the song, right? I hope a few of you do. Well, it's actually not true. Uh, we're not going to go to a mansion on a hilltop where people in heaven come to serve us and they go home when they're done serving us. We have a room in the house and God is there. It's a family. And you know what? You're going to be right next to me <laughs> and you'll be next to him. And we're going to all be in the same house, right? That's a different vision. That's a different vision. So this notion that I am the way is that God, that Jesus is saying, I'm here. This is my legacy, man. I am the way. So let's keep going. Let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, all right. So then he said, he said at that last piece, he said, if, if you know me, you, you know and see him. He says the next piece is that because he said that, that they would see the father, that last verse, the next piece is that Philip kicks. Philip, you know, they're having this meeting. There's, a, there's the 11 of them left at that time, and they're having this gathering throughout the meal, and they're interacting throughout the evening. This took all evening long, but it all happened at one time. It was one, it was one exchange. And he said, uh, Philip said, uh, 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 Lord, just show us the Father. Just, you know, just show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. I don't know what he had in mind. Maybe he had, like Elijah, uh, a still small voice, or maybe he was thinking of Moses on the Mount Sinai where Moses and the light of God was so bright that, that when Moses came down, they had to put a bag over his head. You know, he was so, he was just emanating the brilliance of God. <laughs> I don't know what he had in mind, but he didn't get it. So Jesus gave it to him and he said this, Jesus answered, answered don't you know, Philip? Don't you know me? Don't you know me? after I've been with you all of this time, don't you know me? He said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Uh, don't you believe that, catch this guys, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, right? Don't you believe that? He says, these words that I'm saying to you now, these very words are not just, they're not just my own. It is the Father who is living in me and doing his work. So everybody kind of tracking with that? All right. Um, so he says, believe me when I tell you, 
that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of these miracles that I've been doing. I've been walking on water. I've been calming storms. I've been feeding 5,000 people at a time. I've been healing every disease and sickness among the people that came to me. At least believe on all of these works. And then he says, I tell you the truth that you will, you will do the works that I've been doing. In fact, you'll do even greater works because the Holy Spirit is coming. It, it says, because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son or the Son will bring glory to the Father. Uh, so that, that's this message. And he says, you can ask me for anything in my name. Now, this is the second time he said, ask him for anything. And I'm not going to go into prosperity gospel or any of that kind of stuff right now. But that's not what he's saying. He's not saying, ask for a new Mercedes. He's basically saying that I will give you whatever glorifies the Father. And he's making that promise to people whose heart is to glorify the Father, right? So it's going to be a, a set of asks that are really narrow and on point. And this point is that I can live with and in the Father. So Jesus... Not, I think that's, that's, stay right there for a second, Rob. So here's the point of all of that. This first point is I am the way. The second point here is, is that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. He's living in me and doing his work. Everybody tracking that? Now that's crucial and foundational to the next part, which we're going to go to now. This is a, a long run of verses but, uh, but hang in there with me because it's the most important part, right? Um, Jesus said, if you love me, he said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. If you love me, you're going to do what I've told you to do. I got it? He's going to say this four times. So even if we're a little dense, we're going to pick up on it. Uh, he, says, he says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. And then catch what happens here because he's introducing another player, another dimension. He says, and then I will ask the Father and he will send you another advocate. Remember, Jesus is leaving. He's leaving. They're grieving. He's leaving. And he says, you, you ask and I will ask the Father and he will send you another advocate or counselor to to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. Now, I was a Baptist. I don't, I don't know, are we, what denomination are we? <laughs> I don't know what our, our, our brand is, uh, nor do I care. <laughs> uh, but this notion that the Holy Spirit is real is real, guys. We, there, is a, there is a dimension. We can't really just back off on that. He says, he says um, uh, he's going to send the spirit of truth. He, let me just finish this. The world won't accept him. Uh, the, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But he's saying to these 11 guys, he's saying to them, but you know them, but you know him because he already lives with you and will soon be in you, right? Uh, all right. So he's saying the Holy Spirit is on his way. Ah, um, uh, oh, it gets better. <laughs> he says, I, I often take these verses, the, this whole five chapters, and I've written them on my heart. It took years because I'm old and uh, slowing down. Uh, but but uh, when I'm by myself, they, they flow easy. <laughs> but I'm in front of you guys, so uh, it's not quite the same. He says, Jesus is saying now, this is powerful. He says, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He says, I will come to you. 
So get this, Holy Spirit's coming. He's leaving, but he's not gonna leave them as orphans. He says, I will come to you. And he says, before long, the world won't see me any longer, but you guys, you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. And now here comes the climax. Here, here it comes. It says, on that day, you will realize that just as I am in the Father, you are in me and I am in you. Now, he's going to repeat that several times before he's done with his whole message. Now, on that day, you will realize that just as I am in the Father, you are in me and I am in you. you. Do you get the power of that? I mean, you may not believe it, but if this is true, this, is a, this, is, this changes the game, guys. This changes the game. Because if God, he says, um, well, he says, he's sort of switching the focus, but he's, he's continuing with this theme. He says, whoever has my commands and keeps them, he's the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them. Okay, are you reading? And what? And show myself to them. Now, this is a dimension of current day living in Christ, with Christ, through Christ, that we are not, that I shouldn't say we I, I went 50 years not getting the full impact of this. Maybe you already have it and you're living up here and uh, walking on water or whatever's, whatever's up here. Uh, but the point I'm raising is that this is so powerful that he is, he is uh, with us in this way. Um, so whoever has my commands and keeps them, he's the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father and, and I too will love them and show myself to them. All right, now this is another provocative kick. In the, it's a kick in the buns, and it basically says it basically says uh, he's going to show himself to him. So there's a there were by the way there were two Judases um, on the in the there were two. Um, it's there Judas was like uh, Joe, <laughs> common name or John. <laughs> it was, so it was Judas, Judas one, Judas two. That's why I said Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, earlier on. It said Judas. So you know which Judas is talking about. So Judas says. He misunderstands and he says, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the rest of the world? And then uh, he corrects him and he says, no. He says, anyone, anyone who loves me will keep my, will do, will obey, what does he say? Obey my teaching. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And I, and, um, and the father will love them. So savor this, let it, let it just pour into you. And the Father will love them, and we will come to them. And what? Is, is it up there? I, I, and Oh, we will come to them and make our home with, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> now you'll find it. <laughs> and we will come to them and make our home with them. So he, there's a real intimate connection. It's remember that I'm going to make, I'm going to heaven and preparing a house. In the here and now, he will come to, they will come to us and make our home with them. Um, and anyone who does not love me will not obey my commandments. <clears throat> Interesting, provocative statement kind of snuck in here. And he says, these words that I'm giving to you guys, they, they're not mine. They come from the Father directly. Uh, they come from the Father. Uh, they belong to the Father who sent me. Uh, all right, two more paragraphs, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. Uh, and uh, it's uh, all that I have spoken to you, 
All this, excuse me, all this I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, because he's going to be gone soon. He says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, um, uh, whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to teach you all things. Later, Jesus says, I've got so much more to say to you guys. I'm out of here soon. I've got so much more to say, but you can't handle it right now. It's more than you can bear right now. I've got more to say, but I'm going to send you this Holy Spirit, and he's going to teach you all things, and he's even going to remind you of everything that I've said to you. These words are being recorded decades later, and so he's, John is being actually reviewed or reminded of everything that Jesus said, and so <clears throat> oh, this is cool. He says, uh, <laughs> he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. He says, so don't let your hearts be troubled and, and, uh, and uh, don't be afraid. This notion of peace and joy flow all through these five chapters, peace and joy. I don't know about you. I don't see many people living in this life today who have much peace. But the notion that if Jesus is living with us and in us and through us, that's the message here. That's the legacy here, that God, Father, Son, through the Holy Spirit will live in us and with us and through us, and that we can experience his presence in the day-to-day, in the here and now, right? If that's true, then his peace is his presence through trial and tribulation, hardship and difficulty. It's his presence through those things, even when you're in them. There's no peace that says you're going to get a pass on everything that's tough. I mean, most of us have had stuff. I've had cancer. You've, you've had your, your stuff. There, most of us get stuff, right? We don't get a pass on those things. What we do get is his presence, and it's the exit ramp. <laughs> what we do get is his presence through all of that. Just one more paragraph. We're almost on time. How about that? That's, <laughs> the Lord is incredible. <laughs> I know. That's the hardest thing about these things is if you've spent hundreds of hours someplace, is to say it in a short period of time. Anyway, as Jesus, his last uh, paragraph here is that, you've heard me say that I'm going away and that I'm going to come back again. He says, if you love me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And he says, um, I'm telling you all this right now so that uh, you will believe. Uh, before it happens, he says, I'm telling you right now before it happens so that, so that you'll believe. When, I'm go- when this happens, he says he's going, and it's going to happen within 24 hours. They didn't expect it. So when it happens, they're going to believe. It says, I'm not going to say much more for the prince of this world is coming. Uh, he has no hold on me, Jesus said. He, this Satan, this, this prince of this world, I, I wish I could go back through the whole you know, Old Testament and see all the stuff about you know, the king is coming, the king is coming. They call him the Messiah. The king is coming. And he came, here he is, but the Satan has no hold on him. He says, but this happens so that the world may learn that, catch this, this is powerful, that I love my father and what? And I do exactly as he's commanded me. So let's take the last uh, little piece there. And um, it says, so what Jesus is saying What Jesus is saying is that I am in the Father, and through the Holy Spirit, I will come and live in you, and and you can live in me, but there's a a quid pro quo, there's a piece here. There's, there's, There's a requirement that to be a disciple, there is a discipline of discipleship. 
I don't know about you, but if you look through the Scripture, and I have, I can't find a single reference where we are called to conversion. Now, there's a radical thought. What we are called to, Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, what we are called to is discipleship. And there is this relationship between love and obedience and obedience and love. And I went on for months. I was, I was just probing, God, how does this work? Which comes first? Is this a chicken and the egg? Do I obey first and then I'll fall in love? Or do I fall in love first and then I obey? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love him and I want to obey him. And if you look at the commands that what Jesus is teaching, look at what he's commanding, guys. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He says, remain in my love while you're here. And he says, he says seek first my kingdom and, and the righteousness and, and all the other things will fall into place. And he, then he says, follow me. And he says, go with me. The with me, with me, with me, with me. Live with me. That's the legacy, and it's here. It's now. It's not for the by and by. If you're waiting, if you think you're going to get saved and you get to go to church a few times and go to heaven when you die, you're going to miss out on the abundance of the abundant life. That's John 10.10. 10. The, you know, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have and have it to the full. You can't have life to the full without the obedience. The obedience doesn't save us. Uh, Dallas Willard has a great quote. Uh, he's a hero of mine. He's a philosopher, theologian. He's also dead. Uh, uh, and, uh, and it's, uh, how does it go? Faith, faith is not standing in opposition to effort. It is opposed to earning. It is not opposed to effort. We are called to effort. We are called to standing it, to leaning in, to doing, to obeying. There is no abundant life apart from the obedience, right? And the love and the obedience are two sides of the same coin. That's where, uh, so what I've just said, you're supposed to say what you're going to say, say it and say what you said. What we said is that Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. It's me, man. We don't have a proposition or a promise. We have a person. We have a person. We don't have a religion. We have a relationship. Do you have the relationship with this person? And that is what's being unfolded in this chapter. And then he says, and it's not just me, Jesus. He said, I am in the Father. The Father is in me. And then he goes on and say that the Holy Spirit is going to make it possible that when I go physically, I can come and live in you, in you. So it's like you are the temple. We are the temple. Do you know when Jesus died, he, the, he's hanging on the cross, and he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then a little bit later, he said, and it was roughly three o'clock in the afternoon. And if you don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon is when in the temple, they're saying the Shema prayer, which is, uh, Hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your, your soul and your strength. And, and so they're, they're saying the Shema prayer, and there was an earthquake, and the, and the curtain that separated the holy of holies, which, excuse me, where God was, ripped from end to end. And you know where the holy of holies is right now? It's right here. I call it Porta Temple. <laughs> they, there are a lot of people who ain't going to go to the temple, but the temple can go to them. And that's the, that's the plan. So let's just quit there. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, there is so much more. I did not do justice to these words, but the theme of those words is the legacy that uh, what, it, what is that the way to live with God is is what is being unfolded here. We get to experience the living God in this life. If we don't have it now, how how can we expect something that's foreign and unknown in the future? That's not the teaching. The teaching is that we can eternal, Willard says it this way, eternal life has already begun. Praise God. Let's uh, close in prayer as the, however we're going to close here. (laughs) Uh, uh, Lord, (laughs) uh, here you are. By these words, you're not just in this room. You are in these people. You're not just in this room. You're in these people. And that we can experience you, and we do experience you, right here in this very moment. Dear God, take us as we submit ourselves and surrender to your rule and your kingdomship, as we obey your teaching draw us ever closer in a lifetime process that we will end well, that we will take the legacy that you've given us and embrace it fully and pass it on such that we will end well, whether we're 20 or 70 or beyond. Let us end well. In Christ we pray, amen.